views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. I love that. I love that introduction. Yeah. You know why? Because it, it reminds me, it reminds me of why I started to do this gig in the first place. I want to thank all of you for joining us here at the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, um, you know, there's some days that you wake up, and I'm sure I'm not talking just about myself. Some days you wake up, you kind of shake your head, and you think, oh, my gosh, how did I get in this mess how did my life turn out to be what it is? How does my body have so many ailments? And I am so at a loss for what to do about it. Now, this is not just me, maybe, or maybe it is just me, but I will tell you, the statistics show it is not. The statistics would show that we have a rise at least in this country, of levels of disease and illness, uh, an, an incredible rise. Everything from obesity to autoimmune diseases to uh, Alzheimer to, I mean, you, you just name it, diabetes, type 1, type 2. And the question then becomes, what the heck is up with this? Now, not all of us ask questions like that, certainly not my guest. But for those of, uh, of us that may have been wallowing around there a little bit in our story, uh, kind of at that place where we just don't know where to turn, maybe we've given up, this show is for you. And if you're not at that place and you're at a place of bliss and you just want to become more blissful, this show is for you as well. I want to tell you right out of the gate, this is a live call-in show. We are expecting you to call in and get some amazing help today. Our toll-free number is 888-627-6008. That's 888-627-6008. Most of you love to use our instant feedback system. And uh, we I announced it earlier on the show, to, uh, earlier today. You can do that by popping your question in here. Uh, go to the Dr. Pat show.com on the right hand side ask a question or go to transformationtalkradio.com and ask a question liam phillips is joining me here today you know and this is really what we're going to explore what would you what it what what if you could just heal for the joy of it what about that what if incurable was just a point of view these are some of the questions that my guest liam phillips has been posing to people why because he's gone through the experience of it himself you know i had a mentor a long time ago that said to me look at you really cannot take somebody through 
something, some healing, some experience, if you haven't experienced at least a part of it yourself. Well, after 10 years uh, in an industry, after much ado, born in England, became terminally ill, searched for three years for a cure. Probably we'll get to hear some of the modalities he checked or didn't check. But Liam is someone that got to the point in his life where he didn't think he was going to live. You know, got to the point in his life where he was ready to say goodbye to his family, to his friends, because he was incurable. But something changed. What was it that changed? Was it his perspective? Did they find a miracle cure for him? What was it that changed? Why is it that he is leading out there in the world as one of the top people that you want to connect with to help you today understand and discover why our bodies are unique, what we are incredibly capable of doing, and how and what some of the tools are that he's learned that he's sharing with countless people. Get ready for today's show, Curing the Incurable with Liam Phillips. Liam, thank you for joining me. It's great to have you on the show. Wow, thank you. What a great intro. I'm getting really excited here. My body is jumping around with joy. How does it get well, any better than that? I, I got to tell you, it doesn't get any better than that. We're going to talk a, a lot about uh, uh, about a few things, but I, but I, but I want to ask you, you know, a question um, because we're going to talk about thoughts and we're going to talk about feelings here for for part of the show. And as a matter of fact, I already have a question from the audience for you. But but I've got to ask you, you know, when you're handed that diagnosis, right? And I'm sure that you went to multiple doctors, and all of them said to you, you know what, dude, you have got an incurable disease. You know, you are, you are like, count your days, go put your things in order. I got to ask you, what were you thinking? Well, there were two, two streams of thought that were going through and feelings. The first was, uh, this is not happening to me. And I went into that resistance and that reaction. And the other one was, um, I went into sort of more like alignment and agreement with them and went into complete uh, shutdown. And the feelings of of woe and why is this happening to me and almost like grief and despair and all of those other wonderful things that we try to avoid most of our lives all of a sudden came up to the surface. Mm. So it was a very, very intense time and I'm sure that everybody has been in that intensity at some point in their life. And um, it feels, it, and quote, unquote, I'm using that word, it feels like there is no way out of the hole. Um, no matter what you do, where you go, who you talk to, as soon as you say, oh, I've got an autoimmune disease or I'm in the top 20% that this kills, this uh, this disease kills you, people actually buy, actually start to uh, connect with you in a way and look at you from the point of view of you as a person with a disease and then they start to you start to pick up all of those projections, all of those thoughts that that person has about you and that seems to fuel it even more. So you go to another doctor and you get another diagnosis or you're looking at trying to get a different diagnosis and uh, already they have the information in front of them that you have a, a, a disease and already they have gone into categorizing you into that disease so again, it seems to put another nail in the coffin. And so mm. for, for, 
for many years, for three years, I, I, I searched for something different, but always came back to these, these thoughts and feelings and emotions that didn't seem to allow me to expand anymore, to create anything different. It kept, on, it kept me in the loop and it kept me in that story. And it was that story, those thought, and the thoughts and feelings that held that story in place, which created more of the pain and suffering and hence more of the disease. Cute, huh? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. It reminds me of a dog I once had. And it, it's an interesting phenomenon to just watch a dog chase its tail. Yes. It goes round and round and round and round. And it continues to chase its tail, even after it knows it can't really get it. And, you know, what, what's interesting about what you've said is we go from a single bit of information, just that one little bit of information that you got. This is what I heard you say. And before you're done, if we allow ourselves, we have an entire story, maybe an epic movie about what that disease is, the epic disease of our lives. And it's, it, it, it's, almost, it's almost impossible, though, Liam, once you've gone down that path, right, to actually turn that around. There's so much evidence for your own demise. Well, that's exactly right. In this reality, that's how it works. And that's where the word incurable comes in. And it's sort of like, even if it's, even if it's not a disease, even if it's a relationship breakup or, um, you've lost your house or you've lost your money or whatever it is, it feels like it's incurable. It feels like impossible. Walking down the street the other day in Brisbane, where I live in Australia, and there was a billboard at the front and it had a saying on it and it said, impossible. Well, the very word has I, I, I am which is I'm possible. So it's like the words that we the words that we use can actually change how we're thinking and feeling in our daily lives. So every time that we start to go into that into that despair or those feelings of oh I can't do this or I can't change this or this is impossible or my life is incurable or the disease is incurable what do we create with that? Do we create more um, expansiveness and more possibilities and opportunities for change, or do we create more of that story of impossibility and incurability? Yeah, it, we pile it on. I mean, you know, a word that you know was simply a word now becomes a mountain of emotions which have thoughts on them like tentacles. You know, and it becomes sort of this web that we create for our own limitation. And, and, and I get totally what you're saying because honestly, I know, I know what you're talking about. I've been there and I think our listeners have been there too. You know, but what can we trust if we cannot trust our thoughts and our feelings? I, and this is really where we, where, where this is really a cool conversation. It's trying to figure out what we can trust, what we can believe in, and then having the tools to figure that out. Yeah. One of the tools that I'd really like to have a look at today Mm -hmm. is working with these thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And one of the tools that I really got from Access Consciousness um, was uh, to ask who these thoughts and feelings actually belong to. 
Nobody had ever asked me that. You know, I'd be, I'd go to the doc. I even went to the doctors at one stage and said, is there any psychological, you know, is there any psychologist that I could go and see? I didn't have a lot of money, so I couldn't pay for it. Um, but they, they, they weren't re- even really willing to have a look at that sort of side of things. So, and they never, nobody ever actually asked me, oh, you're feeling depressed. Oh, is that actually yours or is that somebody else's? Mm. So the things I found that, um, that when I was sick, all my friends found out that I was sick and, you know, my wife knew that I was sick. My family knew I was sick and the people I worked with knew that I was sick. And then I was starting to have these thoughts in my head going, oh, I think I'm going to die. And I'd wake up with that thought in my head and all day long it would get more and more and more and more stronger or, um, more had more potency to it and as i as i bought that more and more so my body started to shrivel more and more as well and became more diseased and it wasn't until somebody actually asked well uh whose thought is that that you're having that you're actually dying and then i had a look at that and i went wow uh, i found out later on that my wife used to drive to work every morning because she used to be my primary caregiver and she was she was she had a she had a full time job. She was looking after me. She, I literally had to be carried to the toilet every day. Wow! So, um, you know, multiple times, twenty four times a day, sometimes. And she was cleaning up. We were doing juices. We were doing all these sorts of things. She was going to work. Going. Oh, I hope he's dead when I, when I get home because I can't deal with this anymore. Mm. Like being being a little bit psychic, a little bit aware. Being sensitive, I was picking up all these projections, all these projected thoughts that were being projected at me um, and creating that more and more myself in my life and in my body. So one of the tools that I started to use was every time that I started to go into the, the panic or the, or the despair or the ugh, I'd ask, who does this thought, feeling, or emotion belong to? And then I would return it to sender with all the consciousness of the universe attached. Now, I know that sounds really simple and really easy, and you're right, it is. What if life could be simple and easy? What if it didn't have to be hard? What if we could change disease with ease? Again, that disease is one of those words that's already got ease built into it. Mm-hmm. So change it, change it with ease. And this is one of the, this was one of the fundamental tools that I used, and I used it for um, many months, and I still do it because sometimes, as you say, I still wake up feeling like the whole world is on my shoulders. So this tool, who does it belong to? Very simple to use, very easy to use, and. Don't just try it once, you know, oh, who does that belong to? Oh, that didn't work. Right. You, know, you might do it 20 times on a thought or a feeling that's coming up. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. Okay, who does that belong to? Return it to sender with all the consciousness of the universe attached to it. What? Sorry. 
Pat, what do you think? I, 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 yeah, I, I want to. This is really um, I'm in a fascinating conversation you and I are having, and you know it comes up in light of uh, a, a, a couple of situations that have recently happened to me. It's it's so funny. Uh, you know, my my producer said to me, you know, I looked at you know your lineup this week, and and you're you're going to be ch- talking with Liam, and I said, yeah, and you, you know, and and she said, well. Wow, there are no mistakes, are there? And I said, well, what do you mean? And I said, look at all of the the things around disease and illness that are showing up in your life. You know, and what she was referring to uh, for me is, you know, I just found out my sister uh, has a, a in, in inoperable brain tumor. And, you know, I talked to her the other day, Liam, and I'll tell you, if you were to talk to her, she you would never know that there is a single thing wrong with her. She is about as happy as you can be. Uh, she's grateful for everything. And, and it's, it's, on the one hand, it's sad. And on the other hand, you know, I'm privy to so much information, you know, this conversation with you, that I only wish there was a way in my realm to help her. Can you see... Can you see what I'm saying, the dilemma we get caught up in? You know, she's been to the doctor. They tried radiation, and he said, there's no more I can do for you. So she goes home, and and, and she goes home with the thought, there is no more that we can do for you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That wasn't her thought. <laughs> no, that's not her thought. There's, no. a lot, there's a lot of energy going on around that. Yeah. One of the things that I found – and I work with carers, I work with professional carers and also with um, loved ones. And it, one of the things that I found is if you can get out of the story being a carer or a loved one with somebody who has a disease, you actually don't add to the disease. My, my father-in-law, when I was sick, um, uh, he never bought the sickness that I was creating once and he'd make things very light and very easy. And when I was around him, I I actually felt better because he was one of the few people in my life that didn't make it significant. So when you're, when you're uh, in that position as a, as a carer or a loved one, or you know, somebody who does have a disease and you start and you yourself start to go down into that, Oh, you know, I, I hope they're okay. What's going on? Um, will they survive the night? Or, or whatever it is, is what if you actually ask that question that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. like does that belong to, so that you don't actually add fuel to the fire, if you like, because you may be the one person in their life that that doesn't buy what everybody else is projecting, that doesn't hold all of that story in place. And you being you may be able to actually change something in that person. For me, that's that's the definition of being a healer. You know, if you don't buy into all of the other people's projections and thoughts and feelings, including the person who's sick, you can be there with them and not add fuel to that fire, not add mm-hmm. all the all the heaviness to it, and be the space where something different can show up. Right. I, I don't think people can hear that, but it's it's sort of like be you and change the world. Be you and change somebody else's disease 
or be you and at least give them the possibility of having something different show up in their life. I got a question that came through, and I think this is a really, I mean, this is spot on. Uh, And boy, it's a long one, so just bear with me, if you will. Um, Hi, Dr. Pat. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know. Thank you for letting us know of this show. Uh, Because I told you, Liam, I announced this earlier today. Thank you for letting us know of this show. I'm sending you this from my phone. Wow. Okay. Uh, I just got, I I was just diagnosed with a very debilitating, you have to, uh, pardon me, I'm reading like little uh, shortcuts in words here, Liam. A very debilitating form of arthritis. As a matter of fact, my doctor says it is the worst kind. Um, I know that I have been uh, working this through in natural ways and have never bought into it, but I saw my bones deteriorating. He's he's put me on some medication, and I I want to get well, but yet I'm in so much pain. Can I still believe? Can I still believe? Uh, what what your guest is talking about parallel to taking the medication? This is a good question. Yeah, that's a this really is cool- a good question. And this is coming from Jan in, I think that is Illinois. That's the abbreviation for Illinois. Good question. Let's take this one apart. I think I know what she's saying, Liam. I, you know, it, it, it's a, it sounds like a situation where you go to the doctor. You know you've got something wrong with you. You go to the doctor. You're probably getting a checkup or probably haven't seen him in a while. Um, all of a sudden, you know you're there because you feel worse, and then you get the worst news you can possibly get. And what, what I think she's saying is uh, that, you know, can I – can I can I do what you're saying, Liam, and still take the medication and still believe that I'm not sick? This is a really good question, huh? Mm, cool. Wow! Thanks for sending that in, Jen. Boo. I, I never look I never look at anything quite black and white. I always come from it from a different from a different angle. And so, what I would look at there is the word belief was a very strong energy on it. So. I look at the energy of things and part of the question there was, can I believe that this is a, is actually possible, that I could actually use these tools? Mm-hmm. For me, a belief is something that, um, like, I don't really want to sell you these tools. I would like you to experience these tools for yourself. So mm-hmm. you have your own awareness. I'm talking directly to Jan, really. Yes, have your own awareness of actually what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So it's not about buying my point of view. In fact, please don't buy my point of view because if it's not true for your body, just bought and somebody else's point of view and made it greater than you and your body. And that's what we tend to do when we go to the doctors too because, I mean, doctors, they've studied for, what, six years and then they've worked in they've worked in a hospital for four or five years, and they have a lot of information about the about the bodies. And we give them a lot of power by going, "Okay, doc, fix me." And it's and what if we actually took back some of that power and actually used the doctor to get the information, to get the awareness 
that we could actually have around that particular thing. In this case, it's arthritis. But don't actually ever buy another person's point of view as real because once you have that answer set in concrete in front of you, that's when it's really difficult to start to try to change it. You've got to get mm-hmm. a jack out and you blah, 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 <laughs> And that's not much fun, you know. It's sort of like so I think I talked about this last week, uh, or not last week, last month in the last show, is about um, knowing what's true for you. So when somebody says something to you and it feels heavy, then you know that there's a, some sort of a lie attached to it. <clears throat> and when it feels light, you know it's true for you. But it's in that 10 seconds because it can change. Uh-huh. When when you go to the doctor in this case and he's got your information in front of you and you've already been diagnosed with arthritis, he's already going to be looking from that point of view. Now, that's not a wrongness. That's just the way it works. So if you can stay in the question and ask questions and see what feels heavy and what feels light, so the doctor may say, okay, it it seems like you've got uh, rheumatoid arthritis and it's Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you can, and that feels light. Okay. So, you know, it's true for you in that 10 seconds. So what you need to ask then is, okay, so what awareness is that and how can I use that? So how can I use that to my advantage? So then you could actually start talking with your body. Okay, body, we know that it's rheumatoid arthritis. Um, how can we change that? And actually have a conversation with your body and then forget about it. Go and have a cup of tea and let the universe work out the particulars. But as soon as you buy that person's point of view or their projected thought at you that you've got arthritis, you've then... Uh, You've then stuck it in this reality and you've stuck it in your body. Right. Yeah. What I hear you saying, and please correct me because this is really beautiful. This is really, this is amazing. What I hear you saying is, look, you're going to have this conversation. It may be cancer. It may be arthritis, just like my sister, right? Uh, and, And you're given that conversation. But in that moment, there may be a lightness that you feel, right, Liam, from finally saying, oh, my gosh. All right, now I have a okay, I have a sense of what it is. What can we do about it? And then you start to have a dialogue with your doctor, physician, naturopath, whatever that is, whoever it is. And as the information comes towards you, for example, it sounds like in Jan's case that um, her doctor laid out a protocol uh, of different treatments for her. So is it in that moment as he's talking or she's talking, because I don't know, uh, as they're talking to us and they're starting to say, well, I want to start you with this, I want to do this, can we in that moment check whether that feels heavy or light? You know what I'm saying? Rather than judge what it may be that they're giving us based on somebody else's point of view. You see what I'm saying? If yeah. my naturopath says to me, and this is what my naturopath said to me, Liam, because you mentioned this, I'm gonna bring it up. My naturopath said to me the other day, "I want you to, I, I want you to, to juice. I want you to start juicing for a week. I want you to go get the get the juicer, get the vegetables, get the." I'm telling you, you could have. I, I couldn't get off my chair. I felt so heavy. And as much as I've heard how, how good that is, 
it just didn't feel right for me. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. But you, as you say, you don't have to go into the judgment of this heavy and light thing. It's not, <clears throat> not about judging at all. Right. Right. Stepping of judgment because it's the judgments that hold this, um, the, the polarity of disease within our bodies. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have any problem with somebody taking drugs if that's what it takes and that's what it's, and that's what it's, li- it's like for them to do that. Mm-hmm. So for, for instance, with regards to the drugs that I took, mm-hmm. I had such a point of view that dr- drugs were a wrongness. And I could fix this by using alternative me- uh, methods. <clears throat> I've got a frog in my throat. Who's, who's, who does that belong to? Yeah, it probably belongs to all of us listening to you. Hopping <laughs> at the bit, wanting to say their bit. <laughs> and when I, when I had that point of view, guess what? The drugs what? didn't work for me. Oh. So I actually got over my point of view that I could actually receive the drug. So, Jan, if, if you're listening right now, if you listen to this later on, have a, have a look. Do you actually have a point of view in pl- or a thought in place or a belief that taking drugs is a wrongness? Because if you do, then you won't be able to receive from the drug in the first place and, you, and it will be more of a difficult to find a drug that, that actually works with your body. So then you might want to give up that point of view and destroy and uncreate that point of view. And it can be that simple, just to destroy and uncreate it. And then, and then go, okay, cool. So, and then I have a conversation with your body. Body, do you require this drug? And if it feels light and expansive, then okay, cool. I, I, you know that it's true for you in that 10 seconds. And, and ask every day, yeah? And include your doctor in, <clears throat> in all of this, you know? Ask them some questions around like, Okay, well, you've given me this dosage. Why have you given me such a high dosage? Is this a high dosage? Is this a low dosage? So that you, so that you're, you never go into resistance and reaction of the doctor or, or alignment and agreement. He's actually on your team. Believe it or not, the docs, the doctors out there, most of them, they're, they're healers and they want to help you. So, so ask those questions. And they can, and you can actually get more information and more awareness, wow. and become you actually become a participant within the healing process rather than just going, "Hey doc, give me a drug. I want to fix this." It's more like, "Hey doc, what can we do about this, and how mm. can we?" Do it? You know, wow. and when you actually ask those questions, many of the doctors out there, and if you find one that isn't, then change your doctor. Yeah, many of the doctors out there. Will be what will be get. Wow, this person is actually interested in their body, actually interested in changing, you know, and it's going to change their world because so many of those doctors out there, they just have people come to them and they come, fix me, doc, you know, what energy is that? It's like there's, there's no contribution there. There's no, there's no gifting and receiving. It's right. just like, fix me, doc, and that's right. it. What if, right. and, with hey doc what what could you do with this or with your naturopath hey that's really cool but my body is sort of like it feels really heavy what is that can we change that 
I love it. Let's take a short break. Lee and Phillips joining me here today. When we come back, we're going to give you lots of information about how you can connect with Liam personally. We'll tell you a little about the private sessions that he does. And we'll talk about, you know, our body that hears everything, what we say to it, what we create. And we also are going to give you some tips. But, you know, this idea of projections of other people and figuring out what is true for ourselves is is the core of today's show. I've got a couple of more instant feedback questions that are going to come your way, Liam. I want to thank you all. Jan, I know you sent in a follow-up, and I'll make sure I get that on. Uh, for those of you that want to call in directly, 888-627-6008. Go ahead and do that, 888-627-6008. When we come back, we'll give you lots of information about Liam. We'll be right back with The Dr. Pat Show. <music> Just stop what you are thinking right now and ask yourself, if I could have anything I desired, what would it be? Now expand that energy beyond anything you have ever imagined. That energy, that is you. What if you could have access to that all the time? Curing the incurable are for those that desire a different possibility with their life and their body. Does that excite your molecules? Well, check out Liam's website at liamphillips.com. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Did you know most coffee, not all, have hidden dangers lurking in it? A recent investigation into grocery store coffee revealed three dangers. First, modern coffee farming produces dangerously high acidity and caffeine. Second, mold content in grocery store coffee contains dangerous toxins. Yuck! Third, government agencies have found grocery store coffee containing 400 times the carcinogens allowed in drinking water. You will be relieved to know that Camano Island Coffee Roasters takes the worry out of your sip of coffee. Imagine how your coffee tastes without mold, carcinogens, or poison. Get your free coffee report, The Five Hidden Dangers Lurking in Your Coffee Cup. Visit NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com to get your free copy now. That's NakedTruthAboutCoffee.com. And check out Camano Island Coffee Roasters. Gratitude asks abundance, tell me, who are you? I would like to meet you and get to know you better. Gratitude responds, I am that which offers you the ability to multiply yourself according to your desires. I am that which sees you everywhere I lay my glance. I am that which opens wide the arms to you so that you can express your nature constantly. Gratitude is on a mission to create unlimited abundance by allowing it to circulate through you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to cultivate this unlimited creative potential every single day? Stimulate the energy of the essence of gratitude in your life by expressing your own desires of abundance and placing them in our seven spheres of gratitude origami box, which emanates powerful vibrations that transform your life in health, creativity, wealth, and enriched relationships. Visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at ExplorationGratitude.com. 
The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. great show everyone welcome back to the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by my really super special guest liam phillips joining me here today curing the incurable yeah that's exactly what this show is about and apparently we've gotten the attention of quite a few listeners uh jan thank you for your follow-up i want to thank you so much for uh letting us uh, really uh, share a bit of your journey. Uh, Jan's, uh, Jan's follow-up question, Leah, actually it's a comment to you, Liam, is thank you so much for clarifying the medication piece. Um, I was so afraid to take the medication based on what other people say about it, but it doesn't feel heavy to me, Liam. Is that what you mean? Um, well, that's really cool. You, you, mm. That tool empowers you, Jan, to... You can use that every day that you take it. That's sort of like mm. um, that question: Is it body? Would you like to? Would you like this today? Would you like this in this ten seconds? You might. You can always ask again in another ten seconds. This is the this is the beauty of um, questions. You never have to come to a conclusion. What I found, like with um, like taking vitamin tablets or whatever, is that some days my body likes it and some days it doesn't. And it will take the vitamin actually when it requires it rather than when, I, when I've uh, been told that I should be having it. And, it. and it seems to work better that way for me personally. But then I have a pretty good communion with my body and I've, I've built that up over several years and it's continuing to expand. And so all these tools are like uh, that I'm giving to you it, uh, are ways in which you can make a greater communion or connection with your bodies that later on um when when you do have these difficult things come up in your life quote unquote difficult you can you can uh, use these tools and and make the change with more ease well thank so, you thank you liam you know let's let's take a minute and go to the telephones i believe we have someone calling in who do we have on the line hi this is linda how can we help you today? Hello? Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Can you hear us okay? Yes. Okay. Hi, Liam. Great. Hey, Linda. How are you doing? Um, How you been? I, I have a question, um, and I'm not sure that I've, I'm understanding completely, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what the situation is and um, how I could have done something different. Um, my mother was in the hospital, and um, and she had a bladder infection, and she was very, very sick. And what ended up happening, to make a long story short, is that um, we brought her home. And because we brought her home, I was in the belief that 
she wasn't going to make it. Um, and I don't, and I think that that's where she was, that she was tired of all the things that were going on with her and the treatments and the cancer and the heart and all that stuff. So if, if we had believed, my brother, my sister, and I had believed that she would be okay, um, is that is that what you're talking about in, in believing that the person, okay, they have a problem right now and they're ill, but if we had believed that she would be okay, that things would have been different? Um, that's a really good question. Did that make um, any sense? Mm-hmm. Did that- that's to me. <laughs> did, did your mom pass on? Yes. Okay. My mother did pass. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, thing, the thing of it is is that we had, um, she was in rehab and they were working with her and she was actually doing the things that she needed to do, which, you know, we were all excited about because she was getting her strength back. But then the... The next day that we went in to see her, she wasn't able to move, she wasn't able to walk, and um, the hospital, the rehab, suggested that we consider getting hospice for her. And hospice belief belief is in making somebody comfortable, Um, but if we had maybe fought that belief of not making her comfortable but getting her well versus making her comfortable for her to pass, and like maybe this is not something you can answer. I don't know. I'm just I, I'm feeling like I should have done more or should have done something different, and that's why I guess I'm asking the question. I in my you? thinking, in my belief, could I ask a question? Yes. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So my question is: Have you gone to the wrongness of you about your mother's passing at all? To the wrongness. Do you blame yourself? That's a really good question because it. Yes, I believe that. Um, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you. I, for I being... keep asking the question. Go ahead. Thank you for being so vulnerable, especially on uh, on radio, as because that part of that vulnerability will actually create more of the healing process for you. So right at the beginning, um, when you asked this question, you were talking about um, you had these thoughts that she wasn't going to make it. And if you ask that question like, oh, whose thought is this? And you knew it was hers because she didn't want to go on any longer. When you actually ask a question like that and you get the awareness, oh, it's not mine, you can return it to sender with all the consciousness of the universe attached. And then you could actually change things by going, okay, well, how can I make this more, e- more easy for the person that's going through this and more easy for me? So one of the things that occurred when my, my stepfather died recently was that I knew he was going to go. He had about a week to go. And everybody was sort of like in, in denial of it and, and all of that sort of stuff. And it was really, really heavy, and I was buying everybody else's points of view around it. Oh, and my mother's, oh, I should be doing something more. I should be doing this. Oh, and if only we had done that, and if only we had done this, and only we got to the doctors earlier, we could have, you know, done something different. And it was really impacting on me 
and I was starting to contract and feel very heavy and go into the going into blaming me, going into blaming others, and it wasn't really very light and expansive for me or for anybody around me. And as soon as I recognized that, like with that question that I just asked you, if you've gone into blame, you recognize that, then you can start to make a difference for yourself and expand. So what I did was I made a demand that I would not buy any of that at all as a reality and start to expand and be everything that I could be and not beat myself up for doing anything wrong or anything right. So would you be willing to give up beating yourself up that you didn't do everything that you could possibly do? Yes, I'd be willing to do that. Um, But it's very difficult because, and, and based on what you said about, you know, your belief and believing that the person is not in the shape that they're in, that you're believing that they can be better, um, that's where I'm, I'm struggling because I keep thinking if I had done something more, I would have been able to keep yeah. her alive, and but I didn't that, do that. Ruth, um, did she really want to stay alive, or did she want to go? She wanted to go. She wanted to go. Cool. So it's sort yeah. of like honored that by making her comfortable in that process. So would you acknowledge that just how brilliant you really be? Well, I have to say that, you know, with the hospice and, and I was giving her the medication to make her comfortable and I did, I finally was able to say to her, it's okay to go. Mm-hmm. Even though I really didn't feel that way, I knew that that's what she needed to hear and I cool. told her that. But it's still, it's still a thought of, I mean, I even called the doctor twice after she passed, and I said, what could I have done different to make her be okay? And he said, you did everything you could possibly do. Everywhere. But when I hear you say... That's everywhere where you're going to the roots of you, and that will hold this energy in place for longer. So that, and that's not a wrongness. But if you're willing to actually give give that up, then you can possibly have a different possibility for you. Would you like that? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So absolutely. I'm going to do something weird and wacky now. Is that okay with you guys? I'm going to use the clearing statement. Yes, Linda. Are you ready? I'm. I'm good so, for wacky stuff. Yes. Wacky. <laughs> Cool. So everywhere where you've got to the wrongness of this situation, everywhere where you blamed your mother for passing, and any of those other emotions, because they're not light, are they? They're heavy, so we know that they're a lie. Would you now be willing to destroy and uncreate all of that everywhere where you've bought that? Yes. Cool. Thank you. So now I'm going to do the clearing statement. Good, bad, right, wrong, pop, pop, or nine, short boys and beyonds. So... One of the things is that you want to have a look at the words that you're using because they lock up your reality, yeah? And um, so you use the words suffering and it's very difficult for me to change this. When you say it's very difficult for me to change that, what are you creating in your life? More ease or more difficulty? 
more difficulty. Yeah. So would you be willing to be a word wizard and yes. check what's out of your mouth and what's coming out of your head? Yes? I'm willing to do that. Yeah. Cool. And it's just all you need is the willingness, okay? The willingness is the first step. So anything that does allow that to occur with total ease. Hello, Pussycat. Sorry, I've just got this beautiful Pussycat sitting outside. He's contributing to this. Would you be willing to destroy and uncreate all of that? Yes. Thank you. Good bear, right, wrong, pop, popcorn, eyes, short, boys, meows. Now expand. Don't contract. Keep expanding out. So does that feel any heavier, lighter, or the same? Or is there any change occurring with the energy for you? Actually, I felt a little lighter. I don't, I don't know what you did with all <laughs> those things that you just said. Yeah. But um, now I might, actually, I, I, I might, do feel lighter. I brought the pussycat in, in for that because it's like, it's just so amazing. Just as I was doing that clearing, he came, he sat. We did the clearing, everything expanded, got lighter, and then he moved on. Mm, wow. What if wow. you be like that? Really? Pussy cat? Yeah? Really? Really? It's yeah. beautiful black cat. Uh, great cat. So everything that is sort of like everywhere where you make the story, like pussycats, do they actually have a story going on? The only story is pet me or feed me, yeah? Okay. <laughs> but they don't make anything significant. And it's when we make these things significant that hold that energy in place. So what if you could be more like the, the pussycats and the dogs that don't really have the stories or the heaviness of those thoughts, feelings, and emotions that we prize so highly? Would you be willing to have... Would you be willing to perceive, know, be, and receive rather than think, feel, and emote? Yes, I think I would, because that would be easier. I think I would. See, is that a little bit of a giggle in your in your in your world? There was that a little bit of lightness. What was that? (laughs) It was a giggle, and she's laughing now. Yes, it was. (laughs) Yes, because that's that's very true. That's very true. What you said. Yeah. Well, it's true for you because it's light for you. Yeah. Someone else, it may be a lie, but for you true so how cool is that and it's sort of like um thoughts feelings and emotions are the lower vibrations of perceiving knowing being and receiving so when you're having um uh, an emotion of of grief for example if you were able to actually um just perceive it or just be with it and not judge it as a wrongness it would probably just go poof or if you have a feeling, and you know a feeling comes and it goes, yeah, it doesn't stick around for, for yeah. long. It might stick around for maybe a day or two at the longest, but then it goes. Well, that's what the higher vibration of that is a perception. So when you go into a feeling, instead of going, oh, I feel terrible, which is an instruction to your body to feel terrible, what if you went to, oh, whose feeling am I perceiving here? because it's not yours, and return it to sender with all the consciousness of the universe attached to it. You see, 98% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are not yours. 
they're what you're picking up. And when you go to the hospice, when you go to the hospital, how many people are there are joyful and happy? Lots, little, or almost none? Right. Almost none, yeah? So Probably someone not. who's sensitive like you, as soon as you walk into one of those places, it's like you walk into that heaviness. And if you buy those thoughts, feelings, and emotions as yours, then you start to create the story and the pain and the suffering within your life and your body. So anywhere where you've locked that into your body, will you give that up now and be willing to dissipate it? Mm. Linda? That's a... Re- that's really good, yes. Yes. Would you be willing? Yes. Yes. Yes, cool. Okay. So everything that doesn't allow you to, for that to occur with total ease, because we don't want you running to the toilet <laughs> um, <laughs> five minutes now having diarrhea or vomiting or something, would you now be willing to destroy and uncreate all of that? Absolutely. You could bear up, run, pop, pop, corn, I foot short, boys and girls. For you, what I get for you right now is that you might like to go. I, it's it's summertime where you are, yeah. So you might like to go out into the sun. Uh, oh, it's evening time now, but just go out into the sun. Maybe stick your feet in the grass, take the, take your shoes off, and just feel the sun on your body. Or go for a little paddle, or get out in there in nature, and. And just expand into that space that nature is. And just allow any of those thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you've locked into your body, into the cells of your body, just to dissipate with ease. And any thoughts or feelings that come up, just ask, who does that belong to? Return it to sender with all the consciousness of the universe attached to it. Now, only do that if it's light for you. If it's heavy for you, then ask some more questions. What do you think? How does that sound? Well, actually, that's very interesting that you said that because I did that tonight. I actually no. went out and I was um, working in the yard and cutting trees and bushes and raking and and doing the nature kind of thing, and but working at the same time. And um, it didn't feel heavy. It felt actually very light doing it. It wasn't a lot of heaviness around it. So I that's need to do that again tomorrow. That's that's your well. Ask the question because it may be that you have to do something different tomorrow. You your energy may be required somewhere else, or in order to get the same sort of expansiveness, you may have to do something mm. different. So, yeah. body, is it the gardening that you would like today, or or, or is it something else? And so if you get something else, ask some questions. What would you like? Uh-huh. That's one. That's one of the things that I used to do um, with uh, meditation is when people said, oh, I had this amazing meditation and I got to this really great space. And I go, oh, how long ago was that? Oh, seven years ago. And they haven't been able to get back to that space and yet they've been doing the meditation every day. It's because you have become that space now. Now you have to ask a different question. Now you can expand into something different and you can follow the energy to what is what it is that you and your body requires for the next expansion, for wow. the next step. Wow. Thank you so much for calling in. Will you promise to check in with us next time Liam is on or check in with him personally Absolutely. and let him know how you're doing? Boy, you sound like a different person. <laughs> 
I feel I feel different. I don't wow. feel as heavy as I felt before. Wow. So thank you so much. This was great. This wow. was absolutely great. Well, let me give you Liam's information. Liam, I cannot believe how quickly this time has gone by, but boy, it sounds like you really saved a life here tonight, maybe many more. Why don't we give out your website, let folks know how to find out more about you. Yeah. Oh, well, it's www liamphillips.com or I've just got the new domain name domain name uh, curingtheincurable.com I've been asking for it for five years and wow. I just got it um, so yes curingtheincurable.com um, and on there uh, I've, I've got this we didn't get round to it again <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> uh, cre- uh, 10 tips to create more of a communion with your body and what I was asking some questions this morning, and what I came up was with uh, that we require a, a telecall about these ten tips. So I'm going to do a free telecall for anybody on the Doctor Pat show. So you can just go to that www.curingtheincurable, and it's right on the front page. As soon as you sign up for the free ten tips, I'll be putting you on for the free telecall, which is in mid mid September, and then you can. Get your questions together and we can actually start to change some of what is locking you guys up with these 10 tips. And they're amazing 10 tips. I love it. Liam, thank you so much. I have a feeling you're going to be hearing from uh, our caller here one-on-one. Thank you, Liam. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. What a great show. If you've missed any part of this, please listen to the archive. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 